Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, The Locked Room! And the excitement continues at a fever pitch at this special event celebrating the latest Victory Bond drive. Elected officials, heroes of D-Day, and even masked crime fighters of the Danger Federation have appeared to remind us all that the surest way to buy victory is by being a part of this new victory loan. Help to keep our boys overseas equipped and marching proud. Bring them home safer and sooner when your dollars fight alongside them. And remember, each dollar you spend buying victory bonds is a dollar well saved. The interest earned will help you save for the future. Remember, you can support the victory loan each and every week. Ask your employer about payroll deductions. And here, for our radio listening audience, we have a special treat. From the Danger Federation, we have Titanic Man. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Titanic Man, I can't tell you how wonderful it is that you heroes of the DF are able to make time in your busy crime-fighting schedules to support the Victory Loan Tour. Thanks. It's always great to see such a great crowd. But you know, the men in uniform who appeared... On stage today are the real heroes, and I think we should all remember that. Well said, Titanic Man. And remember, you can help to keep those heroes fighting by supporting the Victory Loan, as so many of the people in the crowd today have. Isn't that right, Titanic Man? Uh, yes, they sure have. There are special sales booths set up right there by the stage throughout the event, and uh, they've been doing a brisk business all day, that's for sure. So if you're coming down to City Hall to catch the rest of this special celebration in person, here's your chance to join the thousands of other men and women in Toronto who are working to make victory a reality by buying victory bonds today. Now, Titanic Man, we only have a few more moments before the band takes the stage. Oh, what's that? Friends, there seems to be some excitement at street level. We're trying to find an open microphone. We... Oh, here comes someone now. Robbed! The bond office has been robbed! I tried to stop him, but I couldn't. Help! Police! It was him! It was the Red Panda! Police! Help! All right, Mr. Hollis. One more time, if you please. I told you... I was sitting in my office backstage, counting the money they brought in from the sales booths. We were trying very hard to keep up, but the event has been so huge, (laughs) we were never expecting. 
Well, I was working with Mr. Sterling to sort, count, and bundle the bills for the bank. We had given up trying to keep up with the coins. They were just going into large sacks. At last, Mr. Sterling stepped out for a break. We had been going for hours. He wasn't gone more than a, a minute when suddenly I heard a great commotion outside, and then he burst in. He who? Oh, the Red Panda, of course. Haven't you been listening? Why isn't anyone listening? He burst in. He was wearing that red mask of his, and, and he laughed, sort of quietly and creepily. He told me that his mind was in my mind, and that I couldn't move, and, and I couldn't. I was rooted to the spot. He, he gathered up the bags of money and took them away. He carried them all himself? Well, he, he carried them to the door. Someone else took them away. I couldn't see who. There were over $100,000 in those bags. He took them all. All right, Mr. Hollis. If you could just wait here a moment. Chief O'Malley, please. When can I leave? It's been so long. I have to... have to... It's a serious crime, Mr. Hollis, of which you are accusing a major public figure. I'm sure that it won't be much longer. Sergeant, see that Mr. Hollis is as comfortable as possible. I'll just be a few minutes. Well, what do you think? He's very convincing. I think I did it. It isn't funny. Well, it's a little bit funny. No, it isn't. You're lucky you two were busting up that bank job in Spadina at the very same moment, and that the Daily Chronicle happened to have a photographer nearby. Yes, aren't they clever? I don't know how they manage it. Otherwise, I'd have to issue a warrant for you. <laughs> and how does that usually work out for you, Chief O'Malley? You joke. But this is a serious matter, obviously meant to strike at public trust. Obviously. I suppose some questions are being asked about how four armed policemen were overcome all at once. Obviously, I'm less than impressed. Any question of loyalties from the men involved? Loyalties? No. Competence, yes. The manpower shortage has hit my force as hard as anyone else, Red Panda. But I don't think any of these men could be involved. But you will continue checking, of course. I said I would, and I will. And does this all feel familiar to anybody else? Framing the Red Panda, bringing him down by eroding public trust, maybe provoke a death mark or something? When are you going to let me live that down? It was a long time ago. I didn't have quite the stockpile of public trust that I do now. And if this was the first step in a campaign against you, it's not likely to take root since it has already been exposed as a fraud. What is that? Oh, a, a Chronicle special edition. They rolled the news up with the bank robbery story and hit the streets an hour ago. May I? Be my guest. Not guilty. Ratsy-loving crooks fail at frame-up. I do so love a nice, balanced headline. Ahem. Well, every other paper has jumped on board. Your reputation is intact. And the investments of the bond buyers are protected, of course. If they were trying to rattle public morale, I don't suppose they did very well. What if they were just trying to steal $132,000? Yes, well, there is that. Oh, dear. What is it? Oh... Nothing. I read here that August Fenwick, the billionaire, has pledged a donation to match the missing money dollar for dollar for the good of the war effort. Did he? It says here that he did. Chronicle exclusive. That was nice of him. Yes, well, Fenwick is a war hero himself, don't forget. Spent a year behind the lines before there really were any lines to speak of. 
But the point is that some criminal scum just helped themselves to a powerful pile of ill-gotten gain. That is one of the points, yes. Another point is that they've gone back to an old tune first made popular by the Golden Claw. And since it failed the first time, why on earth would she try it again, even if she were still alive, which she isn't? I take it he isn't a fan of your Golden Claw theory. It isn't a theory. It's a fact. It's a fantasy. There's a new boss of bosses in the underworld, and she's cornered the rackets like they haven't been in years. It feels like the Claw. She's gone back to the Claw's hip parade, and right before she thought she was about to kill us, she told us that's who she was. Wahaha! And why would she do that? Because that's what they do. Wahaha! Well, I don't pretend to understand the motivations of supervillains, but trying to get anywhere against this new organization certainly reminds me of the fight we had against that fiend. Maybe it is the Golden Claw. She's dead. Chief O'Malley. Both of them are dead. Are we so sure? I once saw her take a dozen shots from a posse of strapping young agents, and still she came back. Twice. Nobody runs forever. So you don't think this new gang is behind the theft from the Victory Drive? Oh, I'm certain that they are. All right, smarty pants. What do you think that you know? I know that our mysterious underworld kingpin has figured out ways to interfere with our mask lenses. And this relates because... Our eyewitness, Clarence Hollis, has no body heat. What are you talking about? Try your goggles. I was watching him give his statement under infrared. There are certain patterns of heat dispersal that accompany someone telling a lie. And since Chief O'Malley won't let me hypnotize Hollis... I can't let you hypnotize the principal witness against you. It's all right. I'm not guilty. Don't you read the Chronicle? Holy moly. This guy has no body heat. Yes. Or at least no body heat that you would associate with a human being. Minimal at best and far too evenly dispersed. That's crazy. In that it's impossible, yes. Which means the simplest explanation is that he has a heat signature and it is being shielded somehow. So Hollis is an inside man. Only the Golden Claw can mess with our eyes, so Hollis must be working for the Claw. The Golden Claw is dead, but otherwise, yes. Why would they be shielding his heat signature? He can't imagine that I'm sitting here watching him through the glass. Perhaps it's to keep me from trailing him home and shaking the truth out of him. So what are you going to do? That, my dear Chief O'Malley. I am going to do exactly that. He's been in there ten minutes. Why hasn't he turned the light on yet? Easy, slugger. Red Panda, this guy could be the link we're looking for. We could drag the Claw's whole organization into the light. I doubt Hollis is that highly placed, Squirrel. Certainly doesn't seem to have the disposition for crime. He looked quite poorly on the way home. Yeah, he was pretty green behind the gills by the time they let him out of the police headquarters. I noticed you didn't mention the Golden Claw being dead. Am I wearing you down? Not down, just out. I'll let you know if I revise my policy on the immutable laws of physics. So why hasn't he turned on the lights? Perhaps he's having a little lie down. Perhaps. Is there some reason for an alternate theory? Of everything? Yeah. I'm listening. This new crime boss, whoever she is... Thank you. You're welcome. She... Or he... You shut up now. Ah, yes. They assemble one of the most complete networks of organized crime that we've ever seen. They set up an intricate web that is nearly impossible to trace back to them, and they start bringing in the money. And they do it all with barely a whisper. Go on. 
And then they pull a massive headline-grabbing crime on live radio and with thousands of people present. The kind of caper that makes a bad guy public enemy number one. And they do it all for a lousy hundred grand. Which is a small fortune. I bet they pull that in every day and then some. I concede the point. Sounds like whoever is playing the role of crime boss has a supervillain's instincts for high drama. If they do, they've been bucking it so far. Why break character now? We've already rejected framing me or destroying public morale as the motivations, as neither had much chance of succeeding. If it isn't the money, then why? Maybe they were going fishing. I don't understand. One eyewitness who we know is lying. His heat signature masks, so we know he's in on the gang. Is there any set of circumstances that doesn't have us standing on a rooftop across from his apartment ready to take the big tasty bait? A trap? Do you really think so? Why else is his light still off? It's practically an invitation for mystery men who like to loom out of the shadows. It's an interesting point. And the one other piece of questionable psychosis they've displayed? Killing off our underworld agents and taunting you about it? Yeah, that was also all in aid of killing us. What are we dealing with here? A madman dressed up as a crime lord looking to settle a vendetta with me before settling into a nice quiet retirement ruling the city? You know who that kind of sounds like? Golden Claw. Or about 30 others I can think of off the top of my head. With the brains, the moxie, and the patience? No, sir. In any event... It's not like I'm not going over. We both are. And before you argue with me, see you over there. Ah, touche. <coughs> Take it easy. Found something already? Windows wired. They probably all are. Wasn't hard to spot if you were looking for it, but I don't think we'd have noticed without an extra serving of paranoia. What do you suggest? We could call the bomb squad, but they just get themselves killed. There. I got it. Are you certain? Has there ever been a time when I said I got it that I did not, in fact, have it? I retract my question. Open the window. Nice. I'd feel better if you didn't sound so surprised about it. I'll bet. It don't smell so good in there. Really Whew. doesn't. Stay there. Like fun. Wait for me. Clarence Hollis. I don't think he can hear you, sweetie. He's over here. Squirrel. This is Hollis, all right, but... This man has been dead for days. I can smell that, yeah. So, who was a stand-in who led us here? And how did he rig all of the exits to explode and then vanish? Someone has gone to a great deal of trouble to hunt us, Squirrel. Shall we return the favor... Yes, boss. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. So what we have here is a locked room mystery. Tea, madam. Uh, thanks, Weston. We have a number of things here. We have a murder, two attempted murders, a master of disguise, and we have an enormous and quite successful robbery. Your coffee, sir. Thank you, Weston. To say nothing of the subsequent picking of my pocket by a certain over-eager girl reporter... She'll make it up to you. Oh, dear. 
Oh, sorry, Weston. Entirely my fault for lingering on the field of banter, madam. I suppose I was just intrigued by your locked room mystery. I told you that was the interesting part. Quiet, you. What about dead crime lords returning to plague us anew, Weston? Is that also the interesting part? I never went in much for gothic horror, Mr. Fenwick. I take it you are referring to the mistress's theory as regards the Golden Claw. The Golden Claw is dead. Both of them are dead. Both of them. (sighs) Even in defeat, the Golden Claw was wealthy and powerful. She engineered an escape from prison and spent most of her hidden fortune on a process to put her consciousness into a new body. Where did she find a new body? Usual place. She killed somebody. Ah. She could never be charged with the crimes of the original Golden Claw, but she still had her cunning mind and was confident she could regain the city she had lost. But she didn't know that she was only a copy. A copy? The mad scientist she hired, a guy named Lazarus, he didn't move her consciousness. He just copied it into the new body. He was going to eliminate the original, but decided to keep her around for safekeeping. Of course she escaped. Nearly killed him. What on earth happened? The original Golden Claw went back to prison, this time for the murder of her duplicate. She could never prove the murdered girl was also the Golden Claw, and it wouldn't have mattered if she did. Since she had actually killed the girl in the first place, or had it done. And the... the original? Died in prison. Massive stroke. Except maybe not. I saw the body, Kit. I saw both bodies. I saw both autopsies, for heaven's sakes. Both Golden Claws are dead. I still think I prefer the locked room mystery. Those always seem to revolve around some sort of trick. One looks for the complex answer and never sees the simple one. Fascinating. Such as? Oh, I am certain I don't know, sir. I read mysteries. I don't solve them. Well, don't feel badly. Lately, neither do I. Probably something quite simple, though. Like having two copies. What was that? Oh, it doesn't relate, sir. I was thinking of your Golden Claw case. If there was one copy of this criminal maid, why could there not have been two? Weston? I'm sorry, sir. It was just a thought. Weston? Remind me to give you a raise. Yes, sir. I have been meaning to do so. Stay on your toes. I spend more time on my toes than a ballerina on hot coals. Just stay close. The Lazarus place was treacherous last time, if you recall. How could I forget? That was Gregor Sampson's last case, remember? He died tracking this nutcase down. I remember. Gregor Sampson... Seems like such a long time ago. How many friends have we outlived doing this? I don't want to add you to that list. Stay focused. I have a feeling we haven't had our last surprise of the evening. Everything says that Lazarus still lives here, just like back when he did his job for the Golden Claw. If he had another copy in his pocket, he'd have to have kept it here. The place looks terrible. The Claw's boys tore into Dr. Lazarus pretty bad after she busted loose. I thought he was crippled. He was. That's why we didn't worry too much about never being able to see him charged with anything. On account of his crimes being impossible to prove and us being outlaws. Ah, the good old days. The house is just ahead. See anything? I don't, but I'm not sure that I would. We have come to rely on the night vision quite a bit, haven't we? Only since forever. We could pitch out some gas grenades to thin out a welcoming committee... Something the last time we tried that, they didn't work too good either. No, they 
didn't. Did they? I don't know if there's any way around it. We either sit here and wander all night, or break cover and walk 50 feet through an open field to get to the house. No body heat. The locked room. You okay? That's more muttering than I like to hear before a frontal assault. I'm fine. Let's go. You don't think it's a trap? I'm absolutely certain that it is. Let's go. You're very casual. I think I might be through the looking glass on this. Okay, you want to play show and tell? You know what I'd really like? I'd like you to put a rock through Lazarus's front window. Yeah? From here? Yes. I don't really think we should get any closer. You're the boss. Wanna blow on it for luck? Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Had a boy. <sighs> Hot dog! Alright, that was fun. But what was it supposed to <clears throat> Holy cats, another bomb! Yes! The whole thing was an elaborate trail of breadcrumbs. What whole thing? Everything. Wasn't it? Lazarus was just the final stage of the trap. The bait we would never be able to lay off. You can come out now. Come on, it was fun while it lasted, but you can't keep the routine up and you know it. Are you uh, talking to anybody in particular, or have you just gone loco? He was talking to me, actually. Leaping lizards! The Golden Claw! No, the Golden Claw is dead. Is she indeed? I understand everything now. I would be very surprised if that was true. Can we bust her up first and unmask her later? You don't think I counted on that bomb to do the job, do you? Holy cats. Red Panda, we've got troubles. Eight, maybe ten Gunzels, and they're all heat-shielded, just like the fake Hollis was. Clarence Hollis was not heat-shielded. You aren't really half as smart as you think you are, you know. Perhaps not, but that would still be fairly smart. Are you bantering with a bad guy now? He's encouraging me to gloat. To brag like a common supervillain. A tiger cannot change its stripes. You stoop to conquer as a common crime lord. But you can't resist a grand gesture, a high explosive, or a big reveal. Are you interested at all in the gunmen? They won't move a muscle without a command, will they, Golden Claw? They look a little more rough and tumble than your committee of crime lords that tried to finish us off last time. Because you took your sweet time finding your way here. My minions have a city to command in my name. Do you really think that you can do it? Do you really think that you can take my city from me? My dear fool, I already have. You want to deal me in or play this hand alone? It's like our locked room mystery, Squirrel. There's always a trick, and they seem so obvious once you see them. Okay. Fake Hollis was the inside man on the robbery. He was bait. He had no heat signature, but apparently he wasn't shielded. Wait. Go on. We found Hollis's body in the apartment, with all of the doors and windows locked and booby-trapped from the inside. Yes, we did. I despise you both, you know. Fake Hollis and real Hollis were the same Hollis. He looked like he'd been dead for days because whatever was keeping him animated and Daisy Fresh wore off. That's why he was in such a hurry downtown. He didn't want to drop before his program was complete. Yes. He didn't have body heat because he was already dead. Which means our fake Golden Claw is really... Professor Zombie! <laughs> yes, bravo, little girl. Perhaps next time he could just write you some cue cards. What is it, Antonia? 
You've never been concerned with anything as petty as street crime. Why change now? I stood alone at the end of all things and realized that there was just enough hate left in my heart for one last job. To crush your city beneath my heel. To organize the underworld into my army. The single-willed agent of my great revenge. My time may be drawing to a close, Red Panda. But not as quickly as yours is. This is why our knockout gas hasn't been working. All of our flunkies, the crime bosses, everybody. They're all dead. (laughs) Yes. High-functioning undead. Just like little Clarice Hollis was. A new Necronium variant. Small dose. Like a drug. It gives power at first and vitality. My subjects choose their fate. They take it willingly, until it has leached so much life from them that they cannot choose but to serve, cannot live without it, without me. It has spread far and wide, Red Panda, and I have just begun. You should be happy that you will die here and be left to rot in this field. It will spare you the thousand torments of watching your people choose their own damnation and your city transform into a walking mortuary all around you. There is something else behind this. What aren't you telling me? Think of yourself, masked man. Think of yourself and the dear girl that you have doomed at last. These are no mere gunmen, nor no mere zombies. They are the apex of my art. Fast, ruthless, and pervious to pain. You can never stop them all by hand. Indeed. Each one would need a direct hit to the knees to disable, or a high-caliber shot to the head to destroy. That felt oddly specific. What are you up to? Me? Not a thing. But let me introduce you to the surviving agents of the 800 series, armed to the teeth and all around us. A trap within a trap? Oh, bravo! And it's your fault that they were all available. All of them newly retired from service after you murdered three of their number. You really are a horrible brute. I am going to enjoy destroying you. Not today, princess. Boys! Okay, that was loud. Are you okay? I'm fine. Nice shooting, boys. That was neat as a pin. Except for one thing. Professor Zombie! But how? I could have sworn she was hit right before I dropped. Even if she wasn't, she just disappeared. Come on, sweetie. Let's get after her. She can't have gone far. Spread out, boys! We're one supervillain down. Let's move! I thought I'd find you in here. You're turning into a regular lab rat, you know. I know it. But with the cornucopia of blood and tissue samples to catalog, it seemed best to get started. Find anything out yet, or is that wildly optimistic? The latter... I don't really know where to begin. I never had much luck with chemical analysis of zombies' formulas. Want me to pull the files on Maestro's anti-necronium gas? I have them right here. Don't know how useful they'll be. Don't know much, really. At least we know what we're up against. Yes. That's always been enough before. But something has changed, Kit. 
Professor Zombie has changed. There's something different this time. Her zombie brutes were always tough but stupid and slow. This new drug of hers, the dominion that it's already given her over the underworld. We can't afford to take this lightly, or she just might get her wish. Guess what I found out. Tell me. Zombie shared a cell with the Golden Claw for a year and a half. And learned everything she would need to know about running a criminal empire that spans the entire city. Why would the Claw tell her all that? Zombie couldn't have stopped her from talking. The Claw always was a terrible old gas bag. When was this? Up till the Golden Claw died. About six months before Zombie and most of the supervillain population in lockup dropped off the face of the earth. Squirrel, that's it. What is? Another locked room mystery. What happened to the zombie and the other villains when they were taken away? They tried to recruit the electric eel, enhance him, and destroyed him in the process. You don't think... I don't know. But something happened to Professor Zombie. Something that changed her and set her down the path of scorched earth vengeance. If we're to have any hope of stopping her, we've got to know what we're up against, and fast! concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 98, The Locked Room, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Michael Booth, Christopher Mott, Ryan Cerro, Andrea Lyons, Clarissa Dunnett-Landon, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Ah, Saturday's Story Circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.